Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about some history. And in talking about some history, beloved, I just want to talk about the skin complexion of the so-called Indians that was found and seen on the west coast of America, right? I want to have a conversation about that. So what I want to do is just um I want to put a couple of sources on the table first. And then beloved, I want us to sit back as a village and just think about things that we would talk, right? Because you know, I feel it's important that when we talk about history, I identify a aim and a goal that I'm doing on this side of the fence, right? So what I have before us is a publication called The Economist. And it's an article that was produced January the 12th, 2006. And on the heading, you will see it says China beat Columbus to it, perhaps. An ancient map that strongly suggests Chinese seamen were first round the world, right? And once I scroll down a little bit, you can see the map that's in places in the center. And um, the explorer or the Chinese admiral that's in question, his name is Zing He. Right. So if you just came along with us, like maybe last week sometime, I put up a meme and it talked about Zing He, he identifying the people that he's seen in Western America. So I just want to read an excerpt from this. Again, the name of the publication you can find is called The Economist. Now, when you go to look for this particular article, you may have to pay for it. You may have to subscribe for it, but you bought them, Jordans. <laughs> you got that Comcast cable. You can afford it, right? You you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to invest in information for yourself. And it reads as follows. It says, it seems more likely that the world and all its continents were discovered by a Chinese admiral named Zing He. Whose fleets roamed the oceans between 1405 and 1435 his exploits which are well documented in Chinese historical records were written about in a book which appeared in China around 1418 called and I quote the marvelous visions of the star raft unquote right let's go down to the part that's going to shake many of us not all of us but just shake many of us that uh, I don't know. Out of this, I made a meme and it got a lot of fuss, right? Let's go down to this paragraph here. And it says, The commentary on the map, which seems to have been drawn from the original, is written in Chinese characters, which can still be easily read. Of the West Coast of America, the map says, quote, the skin of the race in this area is black red, 
and feathers are wrapped around their heads and waist, unquote. Of the Australians, it report, quote, the skin of the Aborigine is also black. All of them are naked and wearing bone articles around their waist, unquote. All right. So let's, beloved, let's stop. We're going to go a little further, but I just want to have a conversation and touch on this. The way that I put it together on the meme, and I got I got some comments, and this is why we're here, because see, beloved, comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine. It is so important that when we have conversations about history, if you agree, you comment and you say, I agree. It is also equally important if you do not agree, say, well, I do not agree. That way we can extend the conversation and we can take it further. Because if you post a question, there could be tens, if not hundreds, if not thousands that have, they got the same question, right? The skin of the race in this area is black and red. That's how I interpret it because that's the dash. That's all the dash means. Um, But we have two comments that said black, red, and these folk had paint on. They <laughs> beloved say they had uh some black and red paint on them, right? But then the word comprehension came up into play. So let's talk about reading comprehension. This sentence is in conjunction with the other one. And it goes right into the of the Australians. The skin of the Aborigine is also black. Let's stop. Do you know what the word also means? If I'm talking about the West Coast of America and I'm identifying some people. And then when I talk about Australians, I say the skin of the Aborigine is also also only means in addition to. In addition to what? To the same people I just seen. When I was on the west coast of America. It's the same thing. Because this guy is coming from China. All of this is off the Pacific Ocean. So generally when I talk to my Afrocentric brothers. Before I start talking about America. I do this kind of thing beloved. I point out Murray Island first. I pick out the furthest location I can think of. That's way away from Africa. With a bunch of black folks on it. And I say hey. (laughs) How did the black people get there? Because that's in the middle of nowhere. Then I back up and then I go to Australia. But I start at Murray Island first. Hey man, look at the Solomon. Just look at all the islands in Solomon Island. Look at the Melanesian world, period. Everybody that's lived there looks like you. How did they get way over there? Like, explain that to me, beloved. Because the whole world is melanated for real. So, we're just going to point out a couple things here. But I just want to start off with that first. Right. So if there's any pushback, you know, beloved Big Mama said out of the mouths of two and three witnesses. So let's go. If 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 Zing He wasn't enough to show you what the people look like in the West Coast of America. Well, we can just pull out another explorer and let's just see if they seen the same thing or they seen something that's different. So there's another source I want to introduce to you, beloved, and it's called the Native Races. This is made by Herbert Ho Bancroft. And we're just going to, you know, of course, I do. I'm always put the links up. That's no big deal. That's no problem. Right. 
Um, we're going right into the source because I don't want to hold nobody long. There's a section in which he's talking about the California Indians, right? It's called Bullet Point 435, California Indians. And I'm just going to read it as follows. It says, at Crescent City, Mr. Powers saw broad-faced squaws of an almost African blackness. Let me just stop there. Squaws is like a derogatory term. Well, it's not. It is. It's a derogatory term. That means it's like an Indian woman. Right? Anybody that's native, anybody that's Indian, anybody that's Aboriginal, anybody that's Aboriginal is called a squaw if she's a female. Right? But at the Crescent City, we, this is California, beloved. This is the West Coast of America. He identified Indian women of an almost, in his words, African blackness. Now, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to let you just go and get this, get the book, man. Kind of spend some money on some stuff and read the book. It ain't going to hurt you none. Because you will see that there's so many tribes in California that were identified as looking almost near Negro-like. Negro skin, Negro nose. They got the thick hair and the hair is bushy and thick. These are travelers. They're writing down what they're identifying, what they seen. Ironically, the devil, he's seen the same thing that the your yellow brother seen. But that wasn't enough for some of our people. And I'm okay with that because, <laughs> beloved, out of the, you can find two or three witnesses to point out anything you want to point out. That's just how it worked. It is so hard for our people to believe that people that looked at like them was here. Now, I'm just asking a very serious question. Have you ever seen an Indian on TV, in school, anywhere in Hollywood going for a scene, any kind of sitcom or documentary or anything in which you seen an Indian that had an African blackness? Have you ever seen it before? Because I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. What is an African black? That's a, that's a dark skinned person. We never see this. Now, when Zing, he said he's seen, in my estimate, the way I'd interpret that was black and red. When you start seeing the term red Indian, right? Um, that is like a, that is a term that means, it's not like really like red, like uh, what fire truck red or, no, beloved, that's just a term that means like mahogany, mahogany brown. We would say like, chestnut today was like oh we got a chestnut but yeah i do this let's do this <laughs> google indian red because i many of our people love some google so just google indian red and just see what it says and then we'll take it from there just google indian red in fact beloved i i go one step further because see i'm a man of a certain age right i'm a man of a certain age i couldn't remember way back in the day the crayons before it said chestnut and if you put chestnut to your skin, it's probably going to match right up perfectly. But before it even said chestnut on the crayons, it used to say Indian red back in the day. But they had to take that off there because eventually if you keep like, why does this say? Because the Indians that you see today, they're not that complexion. But we're not going to fight no red folks. Because these are the people that's projecting in front of us to be red folks. 
Beloved, when I'm talking to my people, I don't even use the word Indian. I always say the American Negro because I just I know how it's going to get tricky with the words. And then it kind of goes off into this thing where they begin to kind of, oh, you are pretending. You are pretending and you're pretending. And beloved, just for the truth of the matter, no American Negroes is trying to pretend to be no Indian. Like what? What what are what do <laughs> what are they doing? Or what do they have? culturally or physically that you think that we won't do you think we out here doing rain dances do you see us out here running down doing powwows it's not happening we're pretending to be like what are, what are they doing that we are pretending to be feathers doesn't have the explorer seeing the dark Indians with the feathers that ain't got nothing to do with the today's so called red man because Today's so-called red men, they wouldn't even call them red back in the day. They're not mahogany. They're not chestnut. Go back and look at the original red skin helmet, not the one that they made later. And we're talking about the old school team in D.C., the professional, uh, you know, National Football League. Look at the real helmet when it says red skin. It, it didn't look like that. The skin looked like you. And what I be trying to inform brothers and sisters like, man, listen, the whole planet got melanated people on it. Every continent all over the place. They gave you one look. They gave you one tribe. They gave you one image of a Native American family. And I'm saying, beloved, no, there's no way that whole. No. But I I, I want to stop it. I want to say this to my brothers and sisters, too. You know what I mean? Um. I was you. We were all you. When I have these podcasts, beloved, and I talk about history, my whole goal, my whole aim is just to just give reasonable doubt. It's like we in the courtroom or something. I'm just like, I'm just going to talk enough to give a reasonable doubt. The burden of proof is not on you. If you say, man, I'm an original man. I'm an American Negro. We've always been here. But I'm here. I don't have to prove I've always been here. I'm here. It's the burden of proof falls on the person or the people group that's saying you came from Africa. We should just prove it because I'm saying we didn't. So since you're saying something different and you're st- go prove it, prove that you came from Africa. But beloved, before you prove it, I'm just saying, listen, beloved, we were you already. We were you 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. We thought just like you. That's how come you nobody can come on here and convince us nothing different. We started off as you. We was the everybody was on the African train. Now, on the sidebar, many of our grandparents, everybody, I don't care who you talk to, if you say, hey man, have anybody ever said anything about you having Indian in your family? If I put a poll out and start asking black folks, I'm talking about the American Negro. Have you ever heard about anybody, anybody's grandmama, anybody lineage and legacy of them being some Indian or something uh, beloved? It'd be overwhelming. It would be oh, it would be a tsunami of comments and posts saying, man, they told me that VJ that my big mama said she was this. My big mama said she was that. I don't care. And I'm not talking about from a particular area. I'm talking about I don't care if your big mama from Kentucky, Virginia, Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. 
Texas, everybody got the same story. But if I turned that question right around, I said, hey, man, you ever heard anybody in your family say they came from Africa? It's like you can hear the crickets. I'm like, nah, we didn't get that story. We got the Indian. Everybody got the Indian story. Now, why would you think all across the southeast of America in this territory that we call the United States, everybody, grandmama just lying to them? Everybody, grandmama just didn't know no better? Oh, then what begins to happen, beloved, is it's time for the guilt trip. So there was a time, even on this podcast, I didn't accept grandmama even saying that because I know how our people, that's not enough for them. Big mama telling you she was Indian. Somebody got some Cherokee somewhere, some Blackfoot somewhere, some Choctaw. So it's not enough. Okay, we get it. And we're not even talking about the civilized tribes. What I began to learn is you look at the tribes that are, that are that's, I mean, absolutely not recognized by the government or the state and the federal. Them be most likely those are the tribes your people are connected to. When you start hearing Southerners from Carolina and Georgia and they start saying, well, they're Yamasee. What do you think they're getting these? They just making it up. Then the devil will come back and tell you your tribe is extinct. How do black people know these terms if they was extinct? If these tribes died off, because now we have to really start using common sense, beloved. If these tribes died off, how was the people from Africa? How do they know the names? How can they remember the names if they already died off? Why is Chris Brown calling himself Pumanki? If the Pumanki tribe and, and, and why are other people saying, well, I'm Yamasi? If the Yamasi tribe supposedly died off in the 1600s, how is Negroes coming off a slave ship? <laughs> this shit doesn't make no sense, bro. How are people that's coming off a slave ship in the 1800s and late 1700s, how do they know even know what a Yamasi is then if everybody died off? How are you giving the devil power to tell you what tribe, because tribe only means kinfolk and family. How, oh, yo, this tribe went extinct and this, I mean, you serious, bro? Story doesn't make no sense. You came here on a slave ship, bro. That doesn't make sense. Did African people come over here? Absolutely, they absolutely did. They're still coming. What do you mean they came back in the day on a slave ship? Beloved, Africans still coming to the Americas. They still coming to this day. You don't see the difference between you and them when you when they get over here. Oh, I'll give you one better. You don't see the difference between you and them when you get over there. The difference still don't change none. So they try to run a guilt trip on you. Oh, man, you ashamed of your African blood. And what they do not know is you was them. Brother, we started off. All of us started off thinking this whole African thing. We all started off that way. And then we would meet an enlightener that had come in our path and say something. And it just gave us some doubt. That's what I am, beloved. I come to give you some doubt. That's why I see the same old people making the same old comment. Hey, beloved. I'm in a position on this podcast. There's dudes that this there's a gentleman in particular. He made over 600 comments. <laughs> and I know, beloved, I pick on bro. Cause I'm like, man, there's a whole lot of feminine energy. But what I do know is that um the questions is not for me. People are questioning themselves. That there's like they keep trying to tell themselves they're African. Everybody in the whole region where they're from got an Indian family that look like them that's melanated, that look just like them. Everybody got an Indian grandmama, granddaddy, something. But somebody keeps saying, Well, yo, and I'm like, beloved, don't even look at these these civilized tribes. 
Look at the tribes that does not have any federal connection, any state connection. Look at the tribes they started telling you that was ex extinct. You can't not let no colonizer come from Europe and tell you who passed away in your family and there's no more of them. It doesn't even make sense. The concept doesn't really make sense, you know. But we were once you. Man, I, we was you. So let's change it up. I'll give you another example. Beloved, I am from the great city of Detroit. I am Detroit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I tell a joke like, yeah, I am the West Side. <laughs> but here, check it out, though. Check it out. Um, This place, it comes with a lot of violence. And it's a lot of shady characters. You bring a new vehicle and you take it through the city of Detroit. It's going to, you know, these potholes going to tear them up. It's going to tear the car. It's going to tear everything up. But, beloved, I want to say this. Nothing that nobody can tell me about. My city, I'm going to be ashamed of being from my city. It's not going to happen. Because I love Detroit. You love Cincinnati. Right? You love Atlanta. You love LA. You love Waco. San Antonio. Austin. You love Little Rock. You love South Carolina. You love... I'm saying all this when I'm using the term love to say, Beloved... There's nothing nobody can say about your place that you're from that you're going to be so ashamed of being from there. And you will pick another place all of a sudden. Because that's the hustle. Hey, man, you know, Big Mama then was just ashamed of being from Africa. Ashamed? How can you? That's all you know. That's home. What can turn and make you ashamed of being where you're from? I don't care how much they talk down on Detroit. We don't, we don't give up our cities. Early hip-hop, beloved. New Yorkers used to try to make the South feel shame about being from the South. And just there's a kind of thing with Negroes, but Northerners say funny shit about the Southerners. Southerners don't try to pick up and act like they from somewhere else. They just like, well, shit, I'm still I'm still from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? I still they still love, I'm still from Alabama. I'm still from Georgia. They're going to keep doing that. You ain't going to shame a Southerner out of him not saying or she not saying she's no longer a Southerner. Or I'm something totally different. That doesn't work with us. That's the guilt trip mind games they play on you like, oh, mama and them, they didn't really know. They was ashamed of being from Africa. Goddamn, everybody mama from Virginia to Texas? <laughs> Goddamn, bro. Everybody mama was ashamed? Everybody? Bro, come on. We, know, we, not, we were you, though. We were you. We were you. And then what are we pretending to be? Man, I'm going to tell you something so cold. You know, um, I make a little jokes here and there about Reverend Porkchop. You know why I appreciate Reverend Porkchop? The black church have kept the American Negro culture in place. Because who we are as, I'm talking about the essence of us, the black church kept it as long as it could. Now, I'm not finna go religious, but I want you to kind of walk with me, right? Because the way that you are, beloved, that's you. I'm talking about you in the territory that we call the United States. You have a oneness about you that the black church, it kept it together. That no other people on the planet do, you just do this. Now, when you see them doing it, they're imitating you. You can have a conversation with some of your own people. They say, oh man, you're a pretendian. But they never can tell you what you're pretending to do or what you're pretending to be. You could either get so to the extent where you can talk to 
the modern day red man and he'll say you're trying to take our culture what in their culture do you do they think we're trying to take we're not doing no rain dances we're not doing no moon dances but beloved we do have a praise dance when mom and them kick on that music in the black church we still got our drums we call him pastor but he's just a storyteller because truth be told and i ain't trying to be funny but Black folks don't really know no Bible. They got a Bible in them. They don't really know no Bible. If you ask black folks that go to the church house, they've been going there for 25 years to name you 12 disciples. They couldn't. If you if you ask our people uh, to name you, hey, show me where the Ten Commandments is at. Give me the chapter and verse. They don't know. Tell me the 12 tribes of Israel. They don't know. What they're doing, though, religiously, they're connecting with something, but they're keeping their culture. The song is there. The rhythmic nation is there. Uh, the rhythmic dances is there you know the drum is still there the storyteller is still there uh the community the love the brotherhood the sisterhood is still there it's all there you got to learn how to let your feet speak for you and right now my feet got a testimony hey he has done great things hey. uh, he has done great things yes sir Beloved, that's your culture. You're not pretending. That's your culture. Don't what you you so into, beloved. Let me tell you something. I put up a post, and I'm doing this through the community section. I'm like, yo, something that's very blatant to see. I'm like, they went out and put it on a document that they made Indians, right? And they took the Indians and they classified them as black to keep them slaves now the indians that they did this to was those that they say this is the document it said they claimed to have any appearance unquote unquote they claimed it all right now we talking about pretending but your brother gonna talk about culture because i know what culture look like have you ever seen the modern day red folks um have a funeral you've seen a funeral before how they bury their loved ones Right, because we t- I'm gonna touch on Louisiana, right? I would go into the word Creole, but I ain't gonna do that right now. Cause I'm gonna just leave that, you know. I can I can make it easy on myself, but I'm just finna talk about some culture. Cause I put a post about Louisiana, brothers and sisters in particular. All right. You ever seen the, the modern day red man? I don't care, you pick Navajo, Comanche, I don't know, you know, you pick one of those guys. Uh, anybody from the plains, wherever, wherever you pick them from. You ever seen one of their homegoing services before? You ever seen a Lakota homegoing service before? All right. Um, you ever seen New Orleans? American Negro, I'm talking to you. You ever seen a New Orleans ceremony before? Funeral, right? You see the second line. They come with the dancing. They got the horns. They got the drums. 
Your people always have that. I know they told you some drums overseas, but you got some drums over here. You got your own. You got your own set over here. Every religious house you go to, you got a set of drums in there, beloved. But dig, though, we just talking about Louisiana right now. You see the cultural expression after the death of somebody? Where did they get that from? They're pretending. They're, that's, a, that's a pretending. Are they pretending to be like somebody else? Well, if the French owned them, because that was the French territory, right? Louisiana. If the French own them, and by the way, you can look on the books yourself how many Africans the French brought there, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. We see the expression. Where did they get that from? Where did they learn that from? get that from you you explain it to me everybody's african you explain it to me what part of west african having ceremonies like they do in new orleans because the document that i put on display said the blacks they were reclassified well pardon me the indians was reclassified as blacks to hold them into slavery and those that said they were Indian, they were claiming they had Indian parents. All right. Well, since they just claim it, they know. Where did they learn this whole cultural expression of dancing after the ceremony when somebody's passing? Where did they get that from? That's culture. See, you can't make it up. Beloved, both of my big mamas had gold in their mouth. Where did they get that? The Africans are doing that? <laughs> my big mamas is from the old country, which we call Alabama. Both of them had gold in their mouth. Where did they get that from? That's culture. It, do you see any Navajos and Lakotas and all these? Do you see them with gold in their mouth? Where did you get that from? Where did you get it from? You, that's your own culture. Man, I'm going to leave it alone, beloved. I'm going to leave it alone. Because all this advocate talk, man, you open up your, your big mama, them open up their mouth, all that gold in their mouth. And beloved, what's so cold about that, man, don't you know, deep down in the Mayan civilization, you look in the caskets, beloved. And when you look in the caskets, they bury the dead. But the dead, you look at the dental work, man, they had gold all in their mouth. Bro, you serious? And, and some of the... Uh, you, you can see in some of them when they pop the tombs open in the Mayans, man, a lot of them folks still had locks in their head in the grave. You look at the ancient bodies that they found in the islands. Man, every time they dig up somebody, the folks look like you. So I peep game when they start finding ancient bodies found in the Americas, in America's part of me, or the territory, I should say, we call the United States. You start seeing that the, the modern red Indian 
they reclaim. Oh no, we can't test that body. Don't use that body for DNA. Don't use that body for nothing. That came off ancient Indian grounds. We don't do that. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yo, what they so scared about if they pull the DNA? See, because how they doing? What they doing the DNA test today? What are they matching it up with? If you can't get no nothing out of the ground and pull DNA and match it up with the people that's living, what are they matching your DNA? I ain't finna go down there because we all know that's that's a hoax anyway. But still though, I'm like, come on. We got to open up our eyes, love. We got to wake up. All we can do is, beloved, I'm just going to give reasonable doubt. It doesn't make sense. You got on a ship. They made a, a ship, right? They made a ship just for you. <laughs> they made a slave ship, like a sardine ship, but it's a slave ship. They told you that your people came with 95% of them. They came over. They had chains on. They laying down for eight to 12 weeks and sometimes longer. Bro, come on. Nobody is not going to believe. We're not believing that. Nobody ain't going to believe that. But this is what this is what they teach you, right? All right. Do do me a favor and go lay down on your bathroom floor and just lay down there for an hour. Just not even a bunch of just lay down there for an hour. Lay down there for two hours. Three, man, that shit laying on the floor. Just a nice floor, whether you got carpet or wood floors or whatever. That shit would tear your body up. But just think the folks told you that you was in chains now and you was like this, like sardines for eight to 12 weeks at the very least. And then what they told you is um, you, you're pissing, you're shitting on yourself, you're vomiting. But they left to Africa. Then they went to the Americas where they went to South America. First, they show you like a triangular trade. They show you leaving Africa. You went to South America, offloaded, onloaded. Went to North America, offloaded, onloaded. You took the finished product back to Europe. And then they did the process all over again. So let's stop. Now we're going to add a new dynamic to that. You mean to tell me that you're changing human cargo off and on with the same cargo you put sugar on, with the same, all these commodities you're putting on there. Beloved, can you imagine the amount of roaches and ants and rats and mice? All But they put you, when they came back around on their second leg, they put you on that same ship. You, Bro, are you serious? Nobody's stupid enough to believe that no more. Chains? Come on, man. Let's be serious. Chains, beloved? With all them mice and rodents and ants and mosquitoes and no, it's just not. No, they had them Europeans already had settlements in Africa, bro. They already had a relationship with the people. They went to take up and put them some chains on for what? They got a relationship with the folk already. Tricks, lies, and deceit is how they got them to the Americas. You don't need no chains when you're going to do use manipulation. You don't need no chains. You're going to manipulate somebody. Those people were called slave traders. We need to start doing research, beloved, in the village on what a slave trader is. What is the qualifications of being a slave trader? But this is what they taught you. They brought you from Africa. Now, also what they're saying is this, beloved. You, you were taken to rice plantations, tobacco plantations. Sugar plantations, cotton plantations. All right, okay. They and they go down the line. And the question I be asking our people is beloved, do you think tobacco grow all year round? Straight up, like bro, you think tobacco grow all year round? 
They bringing millions and millions of people to, to work on a tobacco plantation. Okay, well, since they told you this shit, I'm finna come back and ask you, do they grow tobacco all year round? You can't grow tobacco all year round, bro. That's seasonal. Can you grow cotton all year round? What is the temperature that cotton cannot grow in? Maybe I should ask you like that. Because you just, everything the devil say, you just repeating it. So let me just ask you some questions then. What What is the temperature that cotton cannot grow in? Because you just got in your mind, you got on the ship and he took millions and millions of people to come over here and work on some plantation like this shit just going all year round. <laughs> this shit don't go all year round, bro. So because we know that with knowledge itself, we know how this works. That's why you see, and they never tell you about the intercontinental trade, where they take somebody from Maryland to Florida and from Florida to Brazil, from Brazil to the islands, from the islands to Texas, you know what I'm saying? From Texas back to the island, from the islands to Louisiana. That's just, they just shipping people around and they not moving people from, over from, bro, are you serious? From Africa? Why, when I get to ship you around, I can't bring millions and millions of, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone, man, because. He told you he can take the finished product after he made his triangular trade. He gonna take the finished product back to uh, Europe. I'm like, bro, you can't have it both ways. You can't, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. What I mean by that is this: you're telling people that they're fighting over territory in the United States. They're fighting over territory, but everybody, the French devil, the British devil, the Portuguese, and the Spanish devil, everybody is bringing their finished product back to Europe at the end of the day. So that means the pirating had to be unreal. Because if you're coming back with all the money, that's what we call in the city. We call them jack boys. Jack boys is a group of people that they ain't finna, they ain't finna sell no dope. It's not happening. They're not finna sell no weed, no pills, no coke. They're not finna sell nothing. What they're going to do, let you sell it. And after you make the transaction, they finna come and stick it up and just take it from you. Because you got the finished product. Now you got the money. You think they're going to think any different years ago? But see, what they're banking on is that our people is not familiar with the indigenous barbers. See, they know that. See, they don't know that those North Africans had the devil paying taxes and everything. And they was pirating the ships and they for 300 years they was doing that. But I'll leave you with this. Not only were they doing that, when you start seeing people get their land get invaded and they're capturing people and putting them on that's what the indigenous barbers did to the Europeans. They invaded Baltimore. Baltimore was almost empty at one time. And I ain't talking about the Baltimore in the United States. I'm talking about the real one, the first one in Europe. Do your research on the invasion of... Do your, do your research on uh, the white slave trade. Man, those North Africans was running it, taking people, and they were capturing them and putting them on a the ship. You know why they can put them on a the ship with chains on? Because they wasn't going to be in chains for weeks at a time. They wasn't going to have them on, on in chains in the bottom of a ship for months at a time. You can transport somebody like that. But they told you, they got you. It's almost as if they just gave you that story and made it look like it was you, but it, they just played a switcheroo game. We're dealing with the devil. The indigenous Berbers was kidnapping. Boy, they love some. I'm going to just put it out there. They love some white women. They just had to have them cave women. They was capturing the men and putting them in the mines, working the mines of North Africa. But they was taking them women and the ugly women they had in the palaces. And then the so-called pretty cave women they kept for themselves. 
this is when you start to see an influx in North Africa. I'm talking about like places like Liberia, oh, pardon me, Libya, Morocco, even Egypt. It's more of a lighter skin tone. So the indigenous Berbers are dark, but you look at the current ones, they're not. Everybody is light because once they start to kidnap these women from Europe and bring them back to North Africa and they had multiple wives with them, four or five wives with them. Now, if you get run original man and he kidnapping so-called white women and he having four or five kids with these folks, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, this going to, you know what I mean? That happened for 300 years. If you think your brother is BSing you, go check it out yourself. Go check it out yourself. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you about a brother later. But I'm going to see who's going to check this out. It was a brother so cold. At the end of that reign, they had a brother. They, they had a... Uh, United States came into play 1776. Well, less than 15 years. Hey, man. Those indigenous North Africans. Hey, man. Y'all on the payroll now. You want to come to... Not just Africa. You want to come to Europe and do business. You want to come through anywhere through this Mediterranean Sea. Anything above Monaco. You got to pay. Look it up. Look it up how they invaded. So how could it, it, all these things going on at the same time? They capturing you. Somebody's capturing them, but they know you don't know. They know you don't know. But beloved, can't you see everybody's eyes opening now? We were you. We were you. We were you, beloved. And once we already know, man, when I be talking, I know what your response is going to be because I gave the same thing. I did the same thing when it came to politics. Beloved, Detroit used to be a Democrat rock, a Democrat stronghold. We talking about United States politics now. Man, I ain't vote Democrat in like 16 years because I kind of peeped something and then I read something. Then I've been voting red. Now, here's the catch with that. The craziest thing about when you start voting Republican, when you see your brothers that vote Democrat, you know what they think because you used to think like them. They can't convince you. You can convince them. You can win some of them over. But I don't have to try to win you over. I'm going to give you doubt about what you're voting for because I know everything comes off the platform. So once I understand how the platform works, when you complain about something, I'm letting you know you empowering that. I'm talking about the political game. You can't complain about gay marriage and Dwayne Wade's son and then vote Democrat. It doesn't work that way. You are empowering. That's the party that put that together. You can't complain about going through your village and it's abortion clinics everywhere because that's the power that put that together. You can't complain about so many police, this and that and the third in your community because you're voting for big government. That's the party that put that. But I know better. I was once you. That's how I vote different. But you can't convince me to be a Democrat. I was you. It's the same thing with this Afrocentric stuff. Beloved, I was you. We all were you. Don't you think we must have stumbled over something different to think like this and talk like this now? All it took is for somebody to come amongst us and go to your genealogy. You bringing up books, books, books. It's cool. Go to your genealogy. When you get there, you're going to see something different. And now you're going to say, damn, I see, <laughs> I see what VJ was talking about because that's how somebody did it to me. That slave owner, once you find out your plantation, that slave owner got to keep a record. 
He had to pay taxes on everything on that land, livestock and human resources. And he's going to document who he got on his plantation. I ain't talking about everybody plantation. I'm talking about the one your family from. When you start to look at the records, you will see he you will see who he got on that Joan. And it's interesting because when he started labeling your family members as I just say any Indian tribe, you're going to say, well, damn, wait a minute. My family, they're not Indian. They is going to bring more confusion. You can say, well, how is he labeling these Maludo? And he's saying, the, and then you're going to have more and more questions. But remember, somebody told you to do that first. That's going to break you out the spiral. When somebody I see that come on my platform and they keep asking question after question after question, I'm thinking to myself, damn, you ain't go back to your genealogy yet. You still just listening and just asking questions. You, they want you to do all the work for them. So I stop every now and then. I start talking about relationships, relationships, because none of this shit don't matter. If you if your marriage ain't shit, it ain't together. Your relationship is in the tank. Ain't none of this ain't really matter. No way. The, the family is still what, what you going back in history to find about how your family work and your modern day situation ain't even right. Maybe I should, I should leave it there. How about that? <laughs> Maybe I should leave it there, beloved, because I could just go. Go back to your plantation where your family's from. And um, it'll open up your eyes. Yeah, it'll, it'll open up your eyes. And you say, damn, why in the hell does this guy says Choctaw? My family ain't no Choctaw. My, my, my family is strong Mandingo warriors. <laughs> why does he have Choctaw on the paperwork? <laughs> Alabama, Choctaw. Uh-uh, it can't be right. It can't be right. Boy, you see that sad music. You got to go get your dashigis out the closet, you know. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> you know what I'm Hey, look, hey, look. Uh, we we used to think we were so Afrocentric, beloved. We thought that "Swing Low," "Sweet Chariot." We thought that was a song about carrying you back to Africa. Until we found out that the man that wrote it was an Indian. <laughs> He was talking about going back to Mississippi. <laughs> hey, look! Now we we put, hey we when we start learning who you really are, you don't like it because you you spent so many years being African. Um, excuse me, you been you spent all your life being African or trying to be African. Now you in the kitchen like of uh, Florida Evans. You like damn when you get that genealogy. You start looking at your family's genealogy and it starts saying them tribes' name. You gonna be like damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Peace of black power to your family. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Beloved, this is indeed your brother on Real Black Content's Forum Podcast, man. Big vision, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace.